Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I celebrate Wardlow Appreciation Day. That's right. For a first time ever, we have the birthday boy Wardlow from AEW Dynamite on the show. First time ever. Some interesting questions, even better answers. And also, if you're a big fan of the Busted Open podcast, you know our AP Gabby is smitten by Wardlow. What ultimately happens, you'll find out on this edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Welcome to Busted Open for a very first time. How are you this morning? I am doing very well. Thank you for having me. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're great. And, you know, there's a lot to get into. I, I don't know, Wardlow, if you listen to the show, if you follow us on social media, but there is a lot to get into with you on today's show. First and foremost, happy birthday. How do you plan on celebrating your birthday today well i'm actually flying out today to live my dream job so it's the perfect day awesome you say it's your dream job when did you know that this is what you wanted to do with your life um at some point in elementary school i was very very young um and it's a unique thing because I have so many friends that say like, oh, I never had a dream. I don't know what it's like to know what I want to do. I've known that this is what I've wanted since I was a child, since I can remember. How did you know? Who were you watching? What was the first thing that caught your eye? Because um, I totally understand where you're coming from. But who was that wrestler or wrestlers or what event were you watching? when you said, this is what I want to do. So the, the first one for me uh, that truly captured me was Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, something about him, just his confidence, his believability. Um, for some reason, he was the first one that truly captured me and made me fall in love with professional wrestling. Uh, and then around that time as a child, there was also the likes of Mr. Perfect. I was crazy about Mr. Perfect. Uh, and then Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash and characters as them. You know, Warlow, talk about your career. I mean, you know, a, a lot of people didn't know you, know you. Then you make your debut with AEW. And then your first match is a cage match, which is one of the most memorable matches in the short history of AEW. Talk about going into a match that really had a lot going in for a first time in the ring for AEW. Yeah, I've said before, they truly couldn't have put any more pressure on me on that first <laughs> night. I mean, they you really couldn't have done anything more uh, to give me any, any extra pressure. Uh, however, I believe that's why it went so well. Uh, I believe I perform well under pressure. And I think as a performer, as a professional wrestler, 
uh, you need to be able to. And it's a weird thing because I was ready for that moment. And I felt like I've been ready for that for years. I felt like I was ready for that the day after graduation in high school. Probably not true, but I've always felt that way. Um, so I was very excited, very confident, obviously nervous as all hell, but very ready for that moment. What do you bench, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're around the 450 mark. So he's Dreamer. Yep. Dreamer, big boy. That was, dream, that, that's a Dreamer fat joke. You're supposed to pop Oh, in. stop it. I, <laughs> you stop. But you, you got your, your you know, you kind of got your start, you know, working with Tommy at House of Hardcore, correct? Yeah, that was towards the beginning of my career. I actually had a little run-in with Bully Ray. I'm not sure if he remembers that. It... We had a run-in? Is that a good run-in or a bad run-in? Um, it was good. You punched me right in the head. Oh, what? how, how did that come about? <laughs> it, it was like, uh, it might have been the House of Hardcore event, and you made a surprise appearance. I think you came out to make the save for Dreamer. And, okay. uh and you just kind of ran through the ring and dropped all of us and popped me right in the head. But yeah, it we was had a, a love tap. Meeting. It was a love tap. I was saying, hello. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's it been like for you to work with MJF, who we talk a lot about on the show? We uh, we have high praise for MJF. Uh, Dave hates him. He says he's human trash, human filth, who human garbage. But uh, but the kid's pretty good on the stick. What's it like been for you working with him? You know, contractually, I'm only allowed to say so much about this topic. Um, I'll just say this. What you see is what you get always. So the, the accusations and your thoughts on him aren't too far from uh, being wrong. That's what I figured. And see, Bully, in his silence... He's ex explaining exactly what we've been talking about for months here on Busted Open about MJF. Let's get into the inner circle. Let's get into Chris Jericho. I mean, there you are with Chris Jericho week in and week out. I mean, what's that like for you being in the ring, sharing a ring with somebody like Jericho? Uh, it's truly surreal. There's moments when we come backstage from that, and I'm just – I'm on the same type of a high – when I get done having a match, just being in a segment with Jericho. Wow. Because obviously, I mean, the dudes, you've watched them through the years. I mean, he's done absolutely everything in the business. He's a true legend. He's somebody I've watched for years. So to be able to not only share a ring with him, but to be associated in the same faction as him is just truly mind-blowing sometimes i still have to pinch myself to make sure this is all real um he's great obviously a learning tree to sit under um he's a very nice guy very cool dude taught me a lot and uh it's just been so much fun working with those guys i've heard some very nice things about you as far as your demeanor your respect for the business your rapport that you have with the other guys uh, respect for the business is a very important thing. Who broke you in, and did they teach you this from the beginning? 
Uh, all right. So two parts. I'm very big on respect, not just in professional wrestling, but in life, um, in relationships, friendships, family. I'm, I've always been very, very big on respect. I'm, I have a very old school mentality. I feel like when it comes to life in general and how you treat people, um, and respect is just, a, it's a very, very big thing for me. So I fortunately had that coming into the business. Um, the person that technically broke me in, uh, there's a guy named Matt justice, um, who's a uh, pretty popular on the indie scene. And he kind of, I started at this place called the dungeon in Cleveland and it was a true dungeon and they were on their way out of business. It was literally me and one other individual training and Matt showed up one day, kind of took us under his wing and just started training us in his garage. He had a little ring. And then he introduced me to IWC in Pittsburgh where Britt Baker came up. Um, so Matt was technically the first guy to take me under his wing um, and travel and let me travel with him. And I remember Matt's not one to give out compliments, um, but I remember our second day of training with him. He texted me and he actually said, hey, man, I just want to let you know, I appreciate um, your want to learn because some of the other guys in the class, they talk the whole time and they make jokes the whole time. I'm, you know, mouth closed, ears open. And he said he could recognize that he could tell I wanted to learn. I wanted to be there. And he said he appreciated that. So I feel like that's a characteristic I've, I've always had. You know, I could tell from talking to you and also some of the things that I've seen that you're a hundred percent dedicated to this craft and to this art. How hard is it to maintain friendships and relationships when you're so dedicated to pro wrestling? You know, I committed so much into professional wrestling. I don't, I don't really have a bunch of friendships. I have a couple of boys that I'm close with. Um, we see each other once in a seldom blue moon. So it's not, I've, I don't have any type of like big social life that I have to try to balance out. I have no interest in that. I've lived that life. It's not for me. I had my fun. Um, but I really have no interest in going out to the bar or getting with a big group of friends. Um, so the friendships, I really don't have to worry about. I'm never, I really don't need friends. I have a couple boys. I really don't need friends. I don't need a social life. Um, as far as relationship goes, there were to get to this point, uh, there were many years where I completely secluded myself and there was a period of time where there was no talking to girls. There was no dating. There was literally nothing but eat, sleep and breathe, working out, training, getting to where I need to be. Um, and now as far as relationships go, uh, this may break some hearts, but I do have somebody by my side that supports me and motivates me and helps me. And um, fortunately with the AEW schedule, you know, we're given a lot of time together, which we're very blessed to have that. Yeah. And, and you have this schedule and, you know, and we've talked a lot about this with other, other wrestlers that have come on the show. Um, you know, we go back to that moment with Cody and that moonsault off the cage. And it's one of the best moments the last few years in pro wrestling. And the crowd was such a big part of that. And now obviously with the pandemic, 
not much of a crowd at all. Has that affected your performance? You have to go into a different type of mindset when something like that is taking place. Uh, yes and no. Obviously, the crowd. I miss that more than I miss anything in the world. I miss that so much. I crave for it every single day. I actually just watched a video recently of our Revolution pay-per-view from last year. And gosh, just that place was packed and how loud they are. You can't experience that any, anywhere else. And you, that's a different level of energy that you can't even fathom to explain. Um, so I miss that. However, the matches I've had recently, I don't feel any differently. I, I go out there, you have that same gut feeling in your stomach. You perform at the same level. It, it's, I perform as if there is a stadium full of people. The only difference being I hit some really badass move and then there's like silence. And then, and that's the only time you notice you're like, shit, <laughs> like I, I should hear roaring right now. That's the only thing that, that I've noticed, but, um, man, I just miss it so much. And I pray to God every day that things start to get back to normal. Wardlow, one of the things that me and Dave talk a lot on the show is how we feel about AEW as a whole. It's very entertaining. It's a fun show. We really, really like it when you put it under a microscope a little bit. Um, I especially will start to say I would like to see a little bit more psychology uh, involved in the matches because that's where I think AEW will get better. When you're putting a match together, when, when you're working with somebody, do you find that the psychology of the match is something that's talked about first or are you guys more worked, worried about going out there and doing something spectacular that's going to garner more attention initially than psychology would? Depends on who you're working with. Give me some examples. Um, yeah, so there's been... Uh, now, obviously, as you guys know, I haven't had a great amount of matches. Um, so the ones I have been involved with, there's been some individuals where it's just like, all right, we got this spot, we got this spot, we got this spot. Then there's some guys that I've worked with that really, really take their time and ponder and, and really think about things and how to make sense. And Adam Page was one that, I was really impressed by the way he just dissected things and wanted everything to just make sense and click. Um, and I really appreciated that. And that's one thing about Max, you know, Max is a big, 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 big on psychology and storytelling. And, and I've witnessed Max come in to situations where people are talking about hitting spot after spot after spot. And Max comes in and it's like, guys, that makes no sense. So one thing about Max is obviously you guys know, we all know he gets it. Um, and that's why he's so successful at such a young age. Uh, so I do appreciate when Max comes in and says, let's tell a story. Let's make this make sense. Cause I appreciate that as well. When it comes to psychology um, and you wanting to learn more about it, obviously you have an opportunity to learn a lot from Chris who understands psychology just about as good as anybody else on the planet. Which veteran um, agents or producers do you do you go to Dustin? Do you go to Billy Gunn, Dean Malenko, Jerry Lynn? Who do you find that you're picking the brain of the most? Oh man, I've kind of I've kind of ran through them all a little bit. So um, 
Billy and I talked probably the most when I first started. Um, Billy gave me an incredible amount of feedback and was always tweaking things and telling me how to just adjust little things that I do or don't do. So Billy Gunn really took me under his wing. Um, but I've had a lot of really great conversations with Jerry Lynn, um, who's just an incredible person um, to begin with. But he's very helpful. Uh, Dean Malenko's great. And then um, a lot of Cody and QT have helped me a lot as well. But I, I guess the answer would be the person that I've most talked to was Billy Gunn. So this is interesting. A uh, uh, kid like QT, younger, he's been around for a long time, but younger in the business. What have you been able to learn from him? Um, uh, little psychology things. Um, just, yeah, just little things of timing and psychology. He, he okay. has a good mind for, for the business. And uh, he's helped me a lot. He was actually one of the people that brought me to Atlanta initially and let me stay in his house, a complete stranger, you know, just for me to meet Cody and for them to take a look at me. So I'll always be very appreciative uh, good to hear. towards him. When you joined AEW, did you know it was going to be as successful as it's been so early on? I mean, being on TNT, but you know, dominating in the ratings on Wednesday night. And it's been very successful with just a little over a year under its belt. You know what? When, going back to that first meeting that I had with Cody, when he explained his, their vision and what they were going to do and what they were trying to accomplish, somehow I just knew it was going to blow up. I knew it was going to be a success. Um, you know, I, I guess I couldn't have predicted that we would be crushing NXT every week and having all these crazy, crazy ratings and demo numbers. Um, but I knew it was going to be big. I didn't necessarily know it was going to be this big, but I knew it was going to be something special. And I, I wanted to be a part of that, and I'm very blessed to be a part of it. And did you think there would be this whole, like, Wednesday night war thing? Like, it's kind of taken a life unto its own, for crying out loud. Yeah, no, never really expected that, at least not this soon. I assumed over the years it would get to that point. So to have a taste of it now is very exciting, obviously, because that was such an exciting time in professional wrestling. Yeah. When it was, you know, the Monday night wars, Everybody was at the top of their game. It was just, it was so entertaining. And as a, you know, a kid, a teenager, you know, that was just the most fun in wrestling and the competition, you know, as we all know, we make each other better. If you, if you don't have anybody to compete with, you're, you're going to be stale, you know? So I, I love the fact that both brands are upping their game and I believe both brands are getting better because of each other and wrestling needs that and in making each other better when you sit back and you look at the com at the company as a whole is there something in the very short term that you wish aew could be doing better or hope that they pay more attention to to do better with yeah there's things there's 
there's a couple things that I hope we can tighten up and just kind of get a tighter grip specific on. about what's that is there anything that you are willing to be specific about or do you just want to leave it at that i'll just leave it at that fair enough it's all it's i know it's difficult because of the audience too that you're playing for like it's a different type of audience uh from brand to brand warlow this was a great opportunity to talk to you uh i really appreciate it thanks for coming on on Wardlow Appreciation Day. To be able to get you to come on during Wardlow Appreciation Day means a lot to me. Happy birthday to you. Now, I have to bring in somebody that we thought was going to be a, a bigger part of the interview today, and that is our AP of the show, uh, Gabby, who's a who's the one who really came up with Wardlow Appreciation Day. So I got to bring Gabby in to the conversation. Gabby, I know you're a huge fan of Wardlow. I know yeah. things kind of changed during the process of the interview a little bit about where this might have been able to go but yeah, it's great yeah. talking to wardlow today sure good job i guess it was good it was all right <laughs> a little disappointed you know when you like meet your superheroes and they're like not as great as you think no you were good well, well, good job. it second. was a good first wait time on the show you know what i mean good he, in he, pro he, wrestling he, means it sucked <laughs> Well, he board though was awesome today. <laughs> no, he I know just, he was I mean, awesome. Yeah. Sure. I, I mean, it's up to you I guys. You I, I don't broke know. First of all, I'm the reason this day happened. I just I know, hope everybody knows. She got all dressed up and everything. She, and she, she did her hair. Like she, he did her hair. She and put Wardlow on stuck makeup. The knife right in her chest when he said that he had something She's going on. She's showing both clavicles. Listen, listen. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, I will be okay, guys. Just I hope Wardlow's appreciative that I put this day together for him. I wasted makeup today. I wasted doing my hair. I wasted putting on an actual shirt. These guys wear wrestling t-shirts every day, Wardlow, okay? I have to be the one to look decent to carry this show. But it's fine. Why are you so, why are you so disappointed? Because you're not single anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to ask you some questions. He, uh, he doesn't even know why I was <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was representing the female fan base of Wardlow. Yeah, well, you know what? It Listen, doesn't mean he... you have to. You can't be a fan still. No. I still love you. I still appreciate you. Wardlow Appreciation Day means the world to me. Well, it really course. does. I mean, as as it should. You're welcome because I did it. But you know, also, it doesn't really mean anything when it doesn't work out between you guys. Like I'll still be on busted open wow. and you know how to well, reach me. So it's fine. I hope that doesn't. And again, you know, Wardlow, she can go to shopaew.com to get a Wardlow t-shirt. I mean, yeah, maybe, way, maybe you could send her an eight by 10 or something, you know, you know, you know for the wall. <laughs> things, things can change. Things can change in this business. Uh, Wardlow, seriously, awesome interview. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, happy birthday to you. Have a safe flight and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Hey, I just want to say, I greatly appreciate this. I listen to you guys all the time. Um, especially bully Ray, man, the, the Hardys, Dudleys, Edge and Christian was such a big part of my life and such a big reason of why I am talking to you guys today. I mean, countless times I've watched that Royal Rumble table match and the TLC matches and just all your guys' work. So this means so much more than what it even would to begin with. 
Um, so thank you guys. This is huge for me and I really greatly appreciate it. And I hope to be on with you guys again soon. Awesome. You uh, can you, see you, Wardlow you tomorrow night. Uh, hold on. Let me put the kid over for a second. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate the compliments. What I was most impressed of today is your demeanor and your respect for the business because younger guys need to have that old school respect. And I'm very happy to hear it in you. And I know you're not bullshit and I can hear that tone in your voice that you have that. So good job. Keep up the great work. And I wish nothing but the best for you in the future. Thank you, man. I greatly appreciate that. You got it. And again, you can see Wardlow tomorrow night, AEW Dynamite on TNT. Wardlow, thanks again. Good luck to you. Thank you, guys. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Are you there? Are we on? Yeah, why? Yeah, what's dis- up? I'm a little disappointed in Gab. Why? Because we went to break, all right, when Wardlow stayed on, and he was like, listen, hon, Gab, I'm sorry. You know, I met somebody. I'm happy. You know, I still, you know, we could still be friends, you know? And she's all pissed off and upset. The, the man is living his dream. He's got the dream gig that he's always wanted since grade school. He's met, he's met that, he's found that someone. Gotta be happy for a guy like that, no? This, what happened today is like a classic wrestling match in where the babyface Gabby is just shining. She's shining. She She got all made up. She woke up early. She washed her hair. She actually hit it with the curls today. She put the makeup on. She's got the fake tan going. She made sure she wore a white like half shirt so she could pop the tan a little bit more. She's showing off both of those huge clavicles. I mean, she was ready to go. You know, it was baby face fire. And then here comes Wardlow raked her eyes, yeah. booted her right in the tubes, and hit her with his finish. Right in the middle, one, two, three. Over. I mean, nothing's over. I mean, there is... It's it, over. Never say never, say never. never say never. It's For the talk, next half an hour, not. you have to deal with the three of us, Gabby. No, honestly, uh, I'm, I'm more angry than upset. Like... She I'm walked angry. into this expecting it to be the debut of Miss Elizabeth. Instead, we got the debut of the Shockmaster. That's what happened. <laughs> it's like... It's... You just compared to Dave, go, can you, can you help me a little bit here? I, I... Well, Gabby, I, I'm just saying... I'm very upset, Dave. The, Gabby, there's other fish Gabby's in the, the sea. Shockmaster. I, it, I'm going to be stuck other... with Shelton now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what he had a good cut. He, he, he had a good comeback last night. Oh, that line was good. Yeah. He's, he's part oh, of one of the best factions God. in pro wrestling right now. Oh, it's no, better than the inner circle. You think her business or inner circle? I'm taking. He's a former circle. intercontinental champion. That's right. Okay. Former. Former being the capital letter keyword. Yeah, but he's he's a tag champion now. 
Yeah, that means you need another half to make you whole, and you can't do it yourself. Oh, you're the other half that makes them whole. Oh, Dave, don't do that. <laughs> what? Don't do that. Can you des- can you describe? Can you take us back about fifteen minutes ago and describe no. that feeling that went through you the minute he said he had somebody? Oh, I. You guys don't even know. I took my laptop. I threw it across the room, wow. and I was like, "I'm I'm wow. quitting the show. I don't even give Holy. a shit about the show anymore. I, I don't care." It- Call Marissa. I'm done. I'm over this wow. if you, shit. If you, I put up if you, with. Listen, Ed. No, no, no. Hold on one second. Okay. I put up with these guys. Might be a time to keep quiet. Almost three years now. Okay, you've done it since October. Mazel tov. I've been doing this shit with these guys, burying me, calling me girl, not knowing my name, making fun of my selfies. This was my beacon of moment. This was going to make it all worth it. I was going to be like, peace out, guys. Mrs. Wardlow, babies, uh, amazing life after this. This is what it all came down to. In a second, it was shit on, and now I'm really stuck here. And- you know what? I was I was about to I was about to show empathy. All right, look look at this package here. Yes, I am a happily married man, but I must tell you, it took a long time to get there. Sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. I had a crush on this one girl for four years. Oh. The whole school knew about it. I finally built up the courage to ask her out. And in 20 seconds, she shot me down. I cried in the middle of the lunchroom. Thank you, Lisa Bonich. I still remember that. Whoa, last the- names, Ed. Wow. Can I tell you the difference between me and you, Ed? I don't what? normally get shot down. So it's a different kind of feeling yes. when it's a feeling you're not well, used to. Welcome to and the party. I wasn't party. expecting it. Okay. And now I feel like I'm one of you and I'm in yeah. a position and I don't know what to do with myself. Wow. You know what, Gabby? I, I do feel kind of responsible because I feel you like, are. yes, you are. I know. And it's I gotta fault say- too. You should have found this shit out before setting me up. Okay, guys, this is what you ask guests. Marital status. How single are you? Blah, blah, blah. You prep them before we bring them on now. That's the new rules. We know everything about them before. I mean, all I'm saying, Gabby, this is all I'm going to say. All right. All I'm going to say is that, you know, Bully and I, first of all, we would never put you in that kind of position, Bully. We did our homework. We asked questions. We talked to people. Everybody told us, Bully, right or wrong, that he was single. That he wasn't attached. That that's what we were told. Am I right, bully, or am I right? This is typical of Gabby. No accountability. Maybe it's your fault. Okay. Maybe it's no. your fault that he does not like you. Maybe it's your fault that he's still with some other girl. Maybe Wait. if you would have put it out there a little more, he would have gotten rid of her in anticipation for meeting you today. Let me just tell you something. Doesn't mean that's not going to happen. Number one, he's now seen me in person. Doesn't mean shit. Okay. So you're, he never said he didn't like me. All he said was that he had his girlfriend. What does that have to do? You could still like somebody else. Listen, I'm a very competitive person. If I want something, I will make sure it happens. And as a competitive person, you can admit that you lost today. I didn't lose. It's just, um, halftime. Take the L kid. Take the L. Believe Gabby, no disrespect. Bully, Uh, is it out of the realm of possibility that he's not in a relationship at all? He just said that. Wow. In the interview. Wow. Double wow. So he's not in a relationship. I'm not saying that. but, But the possibility is he saw the selfie 
or saw her when she popped up and he's like oh man think quick lord low quick think quick over here you know and he's like nah nah i'm good i'm good bro you know Dave- or wait wait gabby i'm not done or could he be playing hard to get is that even possible because for those who you know for those who don't subscribe to the 14.99 simulcast where you get to see and hear the commercials we were speaking with Wardlow during the commercial, and what did Wardlow say to Gabby? He said that he still loved her, mm-hmm. and that he thought, oh no, it was Gabby that said, oh, we would make beautiful babies. Yes, no, but he, he said, said that. I, yeah, oh, he, he said, said that? He said, he said they'd be gorgeous babies. Yes, he did say gorgeous. He said gorgeous And he said babies. gorgeous. Just he said gorgeous. And I gotta be honest with you, too, I will say this. When he said that he was with somebody, it was before Gabby popped up on the screen. I did see when Gabby popped on the screen. I'm very, I'm very good with details. A, a bead of sweat poured down from his forehead. That's all I'm going to say. I, I don't. I, this is not it, over by any stretch fit, of the imagination. It fits the Grease analogy because didn't Cha-Cha steal Danny Zuko from Sandy? Isn't that how the movie oh. played out? Cha-Cha. It's perfect. You're the Cha-Cha D. Gregorio of Busted Open. Because now you know that Wardlow is with somebody, yet you're still going to pursue him. Listen, guys. And Cha-Cha D. Gregorio was a well-known harlot. It's my favorite word, first of all. (laughs) Harlot's my favorite word. Better than hussy? Harlot's the greatest. Harlot and broad. Two best words. I'm sorry. Broad. I have to say it. But guys, Mm. let me make this clear to you about how I am, okay? And I'm not going to take much more time on this because I know we got to talk about other stuff. This is much better than raw. Much better than raw. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) much better than any storyline on raw, believe me. When I know somebody, I will never pursue someone in a relationship in the sense of stealing you away. I've planted the seed. He now knows where I stand. Let that linger in his mind if he thinks what he has is better than what he would ever have with me. Because I guarantee you it's not. Okay. What makes him I think mean, that I'm going to be around by the time he breaks up with this girl, which is going to happen inevitably because he didn't sound too great about it. He was like very loosey-goosey about it, you know? Yeah, it was more of like the time thing than anything else. So, I, I mean, yeah. listen, listen. Gabby, I'm not it's sold. Out there. Not sold. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just Gabby. see him on the mic. I don't get sold with him on the mic often, so maybe that's just his personality. But I'm okay, guys. I'll be fine. I thanks yeah, for. We, um, we have material it. for at least six months with this one. Oh, this at is going to be months. a long, drawn-out story between these yeah. two. This is this is going to be. This is better soap opera than uh, Ric Flair and uh, and uh, oh, yeah. what's her name. Lacey. Uh, Lacey Here's the thing, Bully. I think we could stretch this out to when fans are allowed back. You know, like we had, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think we could stretch this storyline out to like when Busted Open is actually doing shows in front of fans again. That's the, I mean, that's how we're going to get the true gauge of this story is in we'll make back in front of the nation. Maybe you should have chose a different outfit. Maybe you showed off a little too much skin. Okay, Bully. No, no, this is where I'm with Gabby. He made that proclamation before Gabby popped up on the screen. 
I'm telling you, once she popped up maybe on he, that screen, Maybe he would have liked something a little bit more conservative. A little sweat. A little sweat was coming. But Dave, he yeah. did state he was an ardent follower of the show. He listens. He knows. He knew oh, walking into take. this. Interesting What take. to expect. Thanks, Hot Ed. Take. I appreciate it. Hot take, Ed. Hot take. Don't, don't use your heartbreak from Lisa saying, I don't want to go out with you 18 times. Lisa Bondwich. Yeah, I want you. It. I want you to feel my pain. Lisa Bullies. Gabby, Gabby, sharing my pain. Share. No, no. I'm letting you know. Hold on. I was in the middle of something. By the and way, I'm not counting married. bully in this because bully doesn't count the same as Ed and Dave. I love my wife, okay. Michelle. We know. Great. Um, <laughs> you're married. Everyone's excited. Uh, bully doesn't count in this. Ed and Dave are excited about it. You know why? They were that guy that got rejected by the pretty girl. Now that the girl that they thought, oh, you know, was going to get what she wanted, didn't, it's like sick revenge for them. You know what no. I mean, Bully? It could be more It's the tables yeah, turning. Oh, finally the girl who been thinks married, she can get whatever she wants. Like, been married three times. Been married three times. Revenge for me getting of blown off every minute of the day. No, Dave, Dave, you know what? Listen. We got to come clean. We have to admit That's it. That's an interesting what we did perspective. Is we took Gabby, the white knight of busted open, and we brought her down our level. Uh, I, no, no, no. Listen, there's still hope here, Ed. I know it. I can sense it. By the way, when we went to commercial break, Wardlow didn't go. Bully had to kick him off. Bully's like, all right, go. You got a fight to catch, for crying out. Go. He was on he with was me. Guys, I said goodbye to him. Me. me and him kept talking when you came back from break, and I had to kick him off because I said we were back on the air. He I didn't think he leave. felt bad for you. He felt bad for you. Please. First of all, he was like, oh, my God, Bully, TLC matches, tables matches, such an honor. That's why he hung out. And then you're like, no, wait, Warlow, don't go, don't go. I don't do that. I don't That's do what that. you did, though. That's not that what I did. In the dictionary next to chasing the hug? There's a picture of you chasing Woodlock. Uh, hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Michael, what would you think of what we heard from Wardlow? Um, listen, I can't speak for other people around the country, but I think what Gabby needs is a true Southern gentleman who knows how to treat a woman with class the right way. Now, I need to be clear. I am a married man, and I love my wife. However, um, I'm the exact opposite of David Le uh, David LaGreca. I do not suffer from lack of funza. However, I'm also the exact opposite of Wardlow. I'm short, I'm overweight, and I'm bald. But it doesn't matter to me if I have to throw out the ability to buy some red bottoms for the lovely Gabby. I'll do whatever I have to do. I'll go home and throw my wife's stuff out on the porch and tell her, hey, sayonara, go find whoever you want. It, it doesn't make a difference. Gabby, you need wow. a true Southern gentleman to show you the appreciation that you deserve, and I can be that guy for you. Gabby, wow. the floor is yours. Yeah. I, wow. Riveting um, debate. You are, <laughs> you don't seem to be my type. You've listed short, what did he say? Short, chubby, and bald. Overweight, overweight and bald. 
short, bald, overweight. Basically, the exact antithesis of what a woman like you would find attractive. I'm the exact right. opposite of that. Very true. Let me guess, you have, a, you have a great sense of humor, right? Usually. And I'm willing to cut humor. the ties with the love of my life just to be able to take you out to Ruth's Chris and buy you a $500 or a $1,000 pair of red He's got balls. a lot of money. Whatever it takes. He's got a lot of cash. Whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes. Wow. wow. Red bottoms. I I'm thought like there was, what, what, those are like drawers? What are they? What's a red? What are red the shoes. The expensive shoes. shoes. Christian Louboutin. Oh. Come on. Louboutin. Holy, come on, oh, man. I, yeah. Time out on the field. Listen, both game, of you man. pumped the brakes. I know Christian Louboutins. I know. I didn't realize that red bottoms. <laughs> Me and <laughs> Christian, we go back. Michael, I appreciate the phone call, but you're a happily married man, right? So I know I I don't want that to end, Michael. I don't condone that type of behavior. And if you're gonna leave your married wife just for someone you think is hotter, why? I'm gonna be that wife one day for you, and then you're gonna leave me. You'll do the same thing. So I don't no, trust 100%. that. I think that, I think he made life. that. I think he made that abundantly clear. Let's go to Dave in Detroit. What's going on, Dave? How are you, buddy? Great. How are you guys? We're good, man. Thanks. Um, I, Dave, I got to call you out on inconsistency, please. Um, you're banning Randy Orton from the show for his takes on uh, Mark Henry for being mean to Mark. Mm-hmm. And yet Ryback has taken it to a whole new level with being personal and all that. You guys want to give him five minutes on the show. Well, I mean, first okay. of all, first of all, Bully requested to get him on out of fairness. Um to him, I, I I I did not make that request. Bully made that request. So how am I being inconsistent? Well, between you guys, you're inconsistent. Why? I mean, Bully as a journalist feels like since it was said on social media to make sure, and also too, Bully is also saying, hey, he dragged, you know, the busted open name into it too. So he wants to address that situation. I don't know, Dave. It's your show. If you. Uh... Love Mark Henry that much, I would think you'd want to ban Ryback, too. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, if Bully Ray, who's a Hall of Famer and also a friend of Mark Henry, and he's saying, hey, I, I'd like Ryback to call in because you want to know something, I want to address what he had to say about this show. I'm not going to fault Bully on that. I'm not going to fault Bully on that at all. Anything else? He hung up. Mouth breather. All right. First of all, I mean, that is not a reflection on how I feel. I, I think I, I'm very clear at the fact that I love Mark Henry as a person. Forget about the wrestling BS, because you want to know something? As a man and as a person, I love Mark Henry. There's no doubt about it. And believe me, when we ask Ryback to come on, it's not for him to badmouth anybody. It's to address <clears throat> how he feels, to say it so we, that we, so we can make sure that it's clear, not just something that was on social media. Actually, my biggest reason for wanting to hear from Ryback is maybe if he calls in, cooler heads prevail, and he goes, hey, you know what? I blew up. Mark blew up. I'm sorry. I like Mark. Hope all is well. I like your show. Blah, blah, blah. Can we all be friends again? I'm, I, I'm hoping for the best. Because, hey, listen, sometimes people blow their top and they say things that they don't really mean. You said he sent out a couple of tweets that he has since deleted. Yes. So maybe he thought better about them. You know, sometimes people don't think before they say something and they, you know, words take on a life of their own and you can't take those words back. He took the tweet back. I'm looking to possibly uh, 
allow bygones to be bygones, cooler heads prevail. Maybe he says the right thing. If he doesn't say the right thing, then you know what? Best of luck in your future endeavors. What can I tell you? And and by the way, let's not compare like this situation with the situation with Randy Orton. That's complete nonsense. Hey, everybody. This is Fran Frischella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovich fires it into Mickey. It somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid has stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Let's go to Kyle in New Jersey. What's going on, Kyle? What's going on, guys? How you doing today? How are you? Uh, I'm good. Um, uh, listen, I think I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed with, with how Gabby didn't get much time on the air. I thought we were going to get a little more shine from Gabby with the interview today. You guys were hyping it up a lot last week. Well, Kyle. Well, we after gave... after she found out that uh, Wardlow had a significant other, I think took the wind out of her sails. I, I don't think she wanted to talk anymore. It wasn't uh, necessarily well, us; it was more on her. Well, you know, look. You know what? I actually just tweeted to you guys. You know what? I think Gabby deserves her own appreciation day after today. Okay, I'll tell you what. You, you got that? sixty seconds to show your appreciation to Gabby. Pour your soul out to her. Go. There you go. You know what? You know what? The best part of my day, the best part of waking up is Gabby in your cup. And you know what? Every time I get to talk to Gabby in the morning when I call in, it's always a joy. It's always a joy talking to her. And I think she does a great job, even when she chimes in on the show. And I think she deserves her own appreciation day because after today, you guys were hyping her up so much for for uh, how she was going to interview Wardlow, and she got two minutes of shine. And you guys need to give her her own appreciation day. So. We can we can okay. we can experience the real Gabby. Here's the problem, uh, bully. Really quick, you gave him sixty seconds. He only took twenty five. So you so gave him so sixty imagine, seconds. Imagine she went out on a first date with you. Tell us where you're taking her. What are you guys are doing? Come on. Wow, well, on the spot. All right, thanks, bully. Um, well, I would. Uh, well, wow. for, I, I I don't know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nice talking to you, Kyle. I mean, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what else to do, what else to say there. You gave him an opportunity. He's on national radio. You gave him the opportunity. He said, hey, you got 60 seconds. He only took 25 of the 60 seconds, so he fell short there. And then he said, hey, I mean, simple question. You know, you, you love Gabby. Where would you take her on the first day? Humana, humana, humana. I mean, Gabby, your thoughts. It's so hard to find decent men these days, guys. You don't even know the struggle. Don't even know where to take me do, on a date. Do, do you want him to meet you there or pick you up? You should pick me up. And my father will answer the door and you shake his hand like a man mm-hmm. and you be respectful. How about that? Respect is key. And then if I see you in the window and I don't like what you're wearing, I'm not home. Wait a minute. Wow. You're not home? Yeah, sorry, my daughter. I oh, I didn't know she's she's not here. Wow, wow, that's harsh. That hurts. So you got like a planned date, then he rings the doorbell, and he's wearing like capizios, and uh, and you don't like him, and you know you say I'm not home, and the family's yeah, he, in on it. He's oh, got a weird walk up to the door. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> the family's in on it too. It's a family affair. 
Oh, oh man. Oh, well. My father would like me to be single my whole life because that means I'll, I like. Peyton Royce should have went over last night. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. They didn't need to put Charlotte over last night. There's enough There's enough meat on that bone where Peyton could. I thought that Peyton was going to catch her with that mafia kick uh, right before they went to break. I thought well, they had her Peyton... lose the week before, so this kid just adds to the story. Who lost the week before? Charlotte. Didn't she lose? Yes, that's the... why yeah. she could have lost yeah. again. Yeah. There's no reason why Charlotte w- should have won last night. Didn't need the win. It would have done worlds of good for Peyton to have another win over a belt and would have continued the, the story with the distraction. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.